Blitz Period is a production of BNM Media and brought to you by Sooners360.com. Make sure to go follow Jalen at Sooner Sports Daily on Instagram and at underscore Jalen Ross on Twitter. Welcome back to the Blitz Period. Jalen Ross here. And uh, it's been a minute since I've hopped behind this microphone, but excuse me. Uh, there's perfectly good reason for that. Spring ball has started back up for yours truly. So I have not had rarely any time to hop behind a microphone and talk OU football like I used to. Uh, so finally getting back to it today as spring ball is coming to a close. We got some time off here in the next few days and then uh, summer starts up again. So y'all pray for me on that. But uh, anyway, we're back and there's really not much to really get into, uh, but I know a few of you have reached out asking me about the Zadavian Sims situation and the whole C4 thing. I'm not going to harp on that for long because it was a week ago uh, and nobody really cares anymore. And then um, some NIL stuff too, and that's really going to be about it. So this will not be a long episode at all, but uh, let's just go ahead and get right into it. So the whole Zadavian Sims thing, for context, for those who don't know, Zadavian Sims is a four-star D. D lineman from Durant, Oklahoma, uh, who committed to Oregon over Oklahoma. And that's got a lot of people kind of riled up for multiple reasons. One, Oklahoma's fan base has been attacked on Twitter because of things that were said on the message board. Two, uh, people are going after a trainer, uh, Sims's trainer for that whole thing. And then three, uh, people want Oklahoma to cut ties with that training complex completely. So uh, just real quick. Oh, and then four uh, people think that the Oklahoma recruiting class is falling apart because they missed out on one guy. So uh, just real quick, like I said, not going to harp on in law, but uh, so Zadavian Sims goes to Oregon. A lot of people assumed he was going to be an Oklahoma guy. Uh, I thought he would be an Oklahoma guy. I think that there were a lot of people that, agreed with that statement right a lot of people didn't really think oregon was going to be the choice now i know oregon did kind of creep up in like the last few days because i'm pretty sure that steve wolfong of 24 7 put in their prediction for oregon uh i don't want to like miss misquote if you will uh any recruiting guys' picks so i'm not going to name names but uh there were people who kind of saw that coming right now the thing is this, most people are attacking uh, Sean Cooper and C4 because of that whole thing. And Sims trains at C4 under Sean Cooper. And people think that Cooper has something to do with Sims not going to Oklahoma. And they think that it's just like, well, they hate Oklahoma. They don't want players to come here. We need to just cut all ties with all C4 and all those guys. It, first off, that's not going to happen because... Here's the deal. And, and Josh McQuestion of Soonerscoop.com put this perfectly. You are not, I'm pretty sure it was Josh that said this, but you are not in your right mind. One, as a training facility, as a trainer, you would not start beef with the coaching staff. If you're smart, you would not start beef with the coaching staff of your flagship program. You train out of Oklahoma. Obviously, you're going to want to send kids to Oklahoma, right? And you wouldn't do that, one, because you don't want to give your, your yourself a bad name. But two, nobody's going to, going to want to come train for you. Nobody's going to want to train with you 
if you're not sending kids to that flagship flagship school, if you're not sending kids or if you're not having those coaches at least come down and watch those kids or those those coaches come down and have them on their radar. Same with an Oklahoma State, same with the Tulsa. It don't matter. But specifically in Oklahoma, because Oklahoma is the most recognizable program in this state. It's one of the top programs historically in America, right? In the world. Like, let's be honest. You don't want to start beef there. Because nobody's going to want to come and be associated with you, right? Secondly, for the OU fans that think that OU should just completely cut ties with them, that's not going to happen either. Because we spend so much time talking about losing in-state talent. And a lot of the guys that train at C4 aren't just Oklahoma guys. I mean, there are guys from Texas that are. I mean, Kevin Sperry is one of them, the 2025 quarterback commitment. Like, he's one of those C4 kids too. But uh, anyway... The people that want Oklahoma to cut ties with C4 should not get their hopes up about that because, again, we talk so much about not landing these in-state guys and letting a lot of the in-state talent get out of the state. Well, if you want to keep it in, that's where you go. I mean, you've got the most notable training facility in your state right there in the Southeast section of it. So why would you not go over there and check out the talent? Yeah. You may have missed out on one guy, but you got an Eric McCarty from it. You got a Kevin Sperry from it. You don't just lose one kid. And then all of a sudden say, I ain't going there anymore. Now, again, it would be different. Like, I don't know if, you know, there is a beef between the staff and Sean Cooper. I highly doubt there is. I don't think there is as much as people want it to be. But I think like in the future, maybe down the road, they're probably like, yeah, man, and you know, it's it's whatever, it's recruiting, whatever, whatever. And they go right back to normal and they're down there looking at a receiver. They're down looking at a corner. I mean, goodness. They just offered a kid the other day who is at Carl Albert. I don't I can't remember his name, but he's at Carl Albert and he trains at C4. And Oklahoma just offered him this past week. So it's not like they're just completely saying, burn C4 to the ground. We don't wanna we don't want to have anything to do with him. Do not take that out of context. But it's not like that's the case. They obviously want to keep that relationship because you never know what talent's going to roll through there. And that's the same thing to be said for someone like Sean Cooper. Sean Cooper's not going to try to drive people away from Oklahoma because it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma is Oklahoma. And if you want to train in Durant, I mean, come on. You you're not gonna gonna you're not going to go somewhere where they're not gonna make you the best, where they're not gonna get you looked at by these guys. So, you know, there's that. But uh, the whole thing with like the whole message board situation and the people out there that were uh, saying what they were saying about Sims and Cooper and all that, that obviously got a lot of people uh, riled up because of there were some recruits that OU's after that were tweeting about it. And they were like, they were just putting out cryptic stuff like, "Mm, wow, just simple one word stuff. That's like, okay, we didn't really need to hear that. But like. Listen, first off, if you if you're a player and you don't pick a school because of what someone said on a message board, you're probably not really the ideal player from a toughness standpoint, because I promise you, Brent Venables or whoever your coach is, is going to tell you far worse when you screw up than what people on message boards are going to say. Now, they're not going to tell you to go do something illegal and do whatever to yourself, but they're going to cuss you out. They're going to say something to you. Your coaches in general, they're probably going to say things that are far worse, right? 
So you should not pick a school based off of what the, the message boards say. Now, if you are visiting a school and the whole fan base is just full of idiots, then right. Okay, sure. Don't go there. You don't want to go somewhere where you aren't welcomed, right? The staff can be great. Fans got, because you see this with a lot of recruits. And, and listen, there is a reason that, like, here's the deal. I don't think fans play a huge part in a lot of top recruits' decisions because it, I mean, it's really not the case. I mean, a few bad apples on a message board is not going to drive a kid away from a school. And like I said, if it does, he probably shouldn't even have been at your school in the first place. But these guys are picking schools based off of the culture. They're picking it based off of the coaching staff. What are they like? How do I best fit at this program? Is this program Does this program feel like home to me? That's the kind of stuff that they care about. They're not going to really worry about a few things because here's the deal. If that's the problem, have one bad game and watch how that turns out. It ain't going to help either. You're going to get far worse than you are now. I mean, Lord, may the Lord bless Brent Venables or may the Lord bless Dylan Gabriel if they have subscriptions to message boards and they saw what people said about them during, during that six and six stretch. Like if that was the case, they both would have been gone by now. They would have just packed up and left. But they don't care about that kind of stuff. That's kind of stuff has no, that kind of stuff is not going to have an effect. It's just like kind of like Baker Mayfield said a few years ago when he was with Cleveland. I can't believe I don't remember who he was talking about. I think it was Rex Ryan he was talking about. And he was basically saying, like, if you're not within these walls, your opinion doesn't really matter. Now, of course, they care about the fans and they care about what the fans think. But if a fan says you suck, if a fan says you ain't good enough. That's not really going to affect the player because it really matters what their coach says. If their coach tells them, yeah, you probably ain't good enough to play here. They're probably going to be like, okay, maybe I don't need to go there, right? They're going to have second guesses if Brent Venables looks him in the eye and says, it ain't going to work out here for you. We thought it would. It's not. That'd be different. But if a random name, bunch of letters on a message board said that, you wouldn't care. What was the, and Nigel Smith put it perfectly. Because he tweeted this the other day, and I know this is one of those situations. Nigel Smith tweeted about how they, they love you one second, they hate you the other, and people just automatically assume that meant that he was not going to consider Oklahoma anymore. Well, he also followed that up and said, why would I take, this is a lyric, I don't remember who said this, I'm pretty sure it was Jack Harlow or somebody, but he basically said, like, why would I take advice from people who I would never take, uh, wait, that's not the lyric, what is it? Let, let me find the tweet, but it was something like, um, why would I take advice from people that I would not, or no, why would I take criticism from people that I wouldn't take advice from? I believe that's what it was. You get the point. Why would I take a lesson or why would I listen to what someone has to tell me that's not in my shoes? Someone that's never been in my shoes, right? So that's the whole point about it. Like if you're going to let what somebody says on a message board affect your college decision, that's on you. Like, do you? But now I'm not saying that has anything to do with it. I'm just saying there are people out there that are trying to like tweet at recruits and say, you shouldn't go to, Oh, you look at what they're going to say about you if you don't and all this other stuff, man, I don't think recruits really care that much. They probably just tweeted that stuff because they want to get people riled up. Like, okay. Danny Okoye tweeting that out. Danny Okoye literally just glowed about his visit to Oklahoma on the radio last week. He was at Oklahoma for like seven, eight hours on a visit. So, I mean, it ain't like he just, he saw a few mean comments on a website that weren't even about him and just said, I ain't considering OU no more. Cause originally that wasn't the case. His mother didn't want him to go to OU or something like that. That door kind of shut. Now it's reopened. 
Nigel Smith is not going to be that kind of guy. David Stone is not. I, I'm fairly confident David Stone ends up in Crimson and Cream. Like I've been on that high horse for forever. So I'm not like whatever happens. That kind of stuff's not going to affect a, a commitment. It kind of stuff's not going to affect any of that. So that's not going to be a worry at all. Um, but I mean, because listen, guys, like I will be the first person to tell you this fan base is not perfect. I think it's the best fan base in college football. But this is not the best. I mean, look, like, there's not many fan bases that would, through a six and six stretch, sell out their rivalry game after coming off of a loss to a team you shouldn't have lost to. Like, that kind of stuff wouldn't happen all over everywhere. That kind of stuff doesn't just happen anywhere. This is a great fan base. It's a loyal fan base. I, I, I believe that till the day I'm dead. But I will be the first person to tell you that this fan base has a few idiots. Like, I've ran a fan page for five, six years. I've dealt with fans that I don't really like that much because they, and they're gone. I mean, they're not around my page anymore for a reason, but I've dealt with people in the past that represent Oklahoma that weren't the best people to represent OU and every fan base is going to have those. You go into the Southeastern conference, that's going to happen because when Oklahoma and its fan base gets to the SEC, they're going to look like a bunch of saints and angels. Because when you go to Baton Rouge at night, you might fear for your life. You go to Gainesville at night, you might fear for your life. You go to Starkville at night, maybe. I don't know. You go to Tuscaloosa, you probably won't feel for your life, but you're going to run into a bunch of drunk Alabama fans. So, I mean, you are going to encounter some crazy people. And you you even do that now in the Big 12. I mean, go to West Virginia. They burn couches out there, for God's sake. I mean, there are some idiots in this conference, too. But when you go to the SEC, the big, bad SEC is supposed to be, I mean, the SEC is the savior, and we're supposed to bow down to it. That's how they view themselves, right? It's a fan base of a bunch of rabid people. So when you go on the road and see these fan bases and you see how crazy they are, man, it's going to be far worse than a few mean comments on a message board. So, I mean, all in all, that that whole thing has no effect on any guys in the future. Like I said, I don't think like a Caden Durham is just not going to come to Oklahoma because of what somebody said about somebody else. Uh, Nigel Smith, Danny Okoye, whoever else tweeted about that whole thing. I don't think it has anything to do with that. They probably just tweeted about it because they wanted to like it, whatever that's their prerogative. But anyway, enough about that. Um, so just a little bit of insight on this NIL thing. Um, now I'm not going to offer much because I'm not a big politics guy first and foremost, and I'm not going to pretend like I know much about this whole thing, but, um, uh, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma recently over, over, no, I'm sorry. Hold on. So just backtrack a little bit. So back in April, uh, Governor Kevin Stitt in Oklahoma vetoed an NIL, an NIL bill in Oklahoma, and the bill prevents the NCAA from penalizing Oklahoma or Oklahoma State and Tulsa, all the, all the Oklahoma schools, from participating in certain NIL things that are allowed under the bill. So um, the bill was vetoed back towards the end of April, so almost about a month ago. And, excuse me, uh, a few days ago, they overrid it. I don't know if that's how you say it, but they uh, they decided to override and pass the bill. So basically, initially what this bill does is, and now there are some of you out there smarter than me that will know this whole thing, but I'm going to explain this the best that I can. Um, so basically, essentially what this bill does in simple in simple terms is it allows players to maximize their abilities with this thing. 
Because previously it was, well, first of all, backtrack. This allows Oklahoma, we don't care about Oklahoma State and Tulsa. This this allows the University of Oklahoma and its athletes to keep up with the Texases and the Alabamas and the Ohio States and the Georgias and wherever else these NIL things are legal, where they can just ball out and do whatever they want with it. This allows Oklahoma to keep on track with them because previously it was basically just players had to have an agent, players had to have certain people around them that could help them with this, and they couldn't have Uncle Johnny and and uh, and and and, uh, and Aunt Betty getting involved in their whole thing and saying, "Nephew, break me off a piece of change from whatever you get." They couldn't have that. Uh, now, essentially, I'm pretty sure this bill allows that to happen. This bill allows someone to maybe you have an uncle that's that was a lawyer or whatever. I don't know. You just have somebody that knows what they're talking about in your corner and they're allowed to kind of help you out with this. So it's not like now previously guys like Dylan Gabriel and maybe a Jackson Arnold or uh, maybe a Marvin Mims, any of the top guys that were at on Oklahoma's roster were able to maximize their abilities because they had the ability to go get agents. They were able to go get people in their corner that could help them with business and stuff. But now it's like, you don't really need all that. That's essentially what I get out of this. So say for someone like me, who's doing this podcast as a high school athlete, that someone say an OU player, like myself right now, well, I'm not an OU player, but like, let's say I was hosting this podcast and I was like a, uh, a, maybe a, a Chapman McCown or a, um, uh, let me think of some names, uh, Gavin Freeman or a player who now Chapman McCown hasn't taken a snap yet. Cause he just got on campus, but a player that's kind of lesser known a little bit, a guy that's not really going to get the most attention that a Dylan Gabriel or a Jackson Arnold would get, but a player that's somewhat noticeable, a player that people kind of know. If I go out and I do a podcast, I go out and I do some shirts. I go out and I do some stuff that can allow me to bring in some change and I don't need to worry about hiring some big money agent. I don't need to have some big money attorney in my corner to do this. I'm able to do it, right? It helps those guys. It helps the kind of guys like the, the, uh, it helps the, oh goodness. Let me think of some names. Let me, who are some names in the past that have played at Oklahoma that are like guys that weren't just maybe like say this could help guys like a Lee Morris, of course, like a Lee Morris who wasn't exactly your superstar. But he was a player that people knew. He was a contributor. He was a guy that could go out and make you some money or go out and get you some yards if you needed them. He could get you a touchdown whenever he felt like it. Like He was a major contributor on this team, but he wasn't your wide receiver one. He wasn't your C.D. Lamb. He wasn't your Hollywood Brown, but he was a good player. And if Lee went out and sold some shirts or if Lee went out and made some shirts, that said, I mean, goodness, it's perfect because everybody called him T.D. Lee, right? So if he had shirts that said T.D. Lee, People might buy that. People would sell, people would go after that. And Lee could maximize that by having someone in his corner, <laughs> Jalen Ross, who could help him navigate that. Now, I can't. I'm only 17. I don't know much about the business world yet. But you get the point. Like He'd have someone in his family, in his corner, that could help him with that. And he's able to do that. He ain't got to worry about going and signing somebody from Clutch Sports or wherever to be his agent to help him get this, this whole thing rolling. So 
Uh, that's the best that I can explain it. Now, there's more to it, of course. Uh, I just haven't really had a lot of time to like get out and research and think about all of it. But pretty much all in all, this allows Oklahoma to compete because this would have been a disaster had they gone into the SEC not being able to do that, and they would have been screwed. But now this helps you compete with, like I said, the Bamas, the Georges, and all those schools who land these top recruits by doing this stuff. So uh, that's really all I got for today. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow on Instagram at Jalen Ross. Join the 23 point two thousand strong over there twitter underscore jalen ross the blitz period on both instagram and twitter i need to get the password to the twitter account back anyway but uh make sure you keep up with those and leave a rating leave a review do all that share this with your family i don't care what you do you guys have a great weekend memorial day don't get arrested please be safe do all that stuff because we want you to live to see another podcast um i'm gonna try to be more consistent throughout the summer Keyword try because, like I said, I'm starting up summer workouts and all that stuff. So, um, I'm going to do my best to get episodes out at a consistent basis. Going to have a lot more guests coming soon. Uh, once the OU golf season is over, you never know. Might have some some golf guests, like maybe a certain coach. Like I don't know. We'll 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 talk through all that later. But uh, we're going to have some exciting stuff coming soon. Big Twelve Media Days in July. We'll have some stuff to talk about. Uh, Brent Venables actually beginning his high school camps next week. I might go out and compete. I don't know yet, but if I don't, I want to go out and watch and check it out. Kevin Sperry and Michael Hawkins will be there to the best, to, to my knowledge. Um, pretty sure that uh, that's actually the only names I know. Actually, I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, they'll probably be out there throwing the rock a little bit. I think they will be. So um, just as Jackson Arnold did last year. So we'll see how that all goes, uh, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to bring some content out on a more consistent basis this summer. But thank you guys for checking this out. See you guys. I'll see you when I see you. Thank you for listening to The Blitz Period with Jalen Ross, presented by BNM Media and Sooners360.com. Make sure to go follow Jalen at Sooner Sports Daily on Instagram and at underscore Jalen Ross on Twitter.